Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Two Zero Somethings Podcast. That's the Twenty Somethings Podcast. We are back and we are better than ever. It's your boy Dave. We got another episode for you. It's, and, and, and it's a hot one, I'll say. It's, it's going to be a really, really hot one because, you know, we have some interesting characters in the building tonight. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's get a temp check real quick on everybody. All right. How you doing? How you feeling? You there? Yes, sir. I'm good, man. Vibing let's out. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. And that's uh, San Antonio vibes and whatnot. Oh, Texas. Yeah. We yeah. love to hear that one. Uh, Fifi, how you doing? How you feeling? Doing great. Feeling better. Are you okay? <laughs> like, I didn't know. Like Dang. you were feeling worse before. Like what, feeling better? Were you sick? Like what happened? No, nothing happened. I mean. I'm feeling good. It's Sunday night. Mm. No, yeah, you look really. You're acting weird, both of y'all. <laughs> no, because you look really happy tonight. Mm, why is that? Nah, only you can <laughs> tell me that. Only you can tell me that. Mm. But anyway, she's not gonna talk. Man. Just leave yeah, her. Yeah, no, she's she gonna be secretive. <laughs> all that stuff. Mm. Mm. You just, we just leave her there to be her. But anyway, last but not least, I think we have a, a longer. A long requested guest, the one, the only. That's hilarious. David has been greeting me that way since 2011. Wow. It's great, though. I love it. But yeah, hey guys, um, great to be on the pod. Uh, really excited to join and see what I can bring to the discussion. So long awaited for me for sure. So excited. Let's do it. Definitely. Let's pod. Really? Happy Let's to have it. you. Thank you. And oh, like, uh, for the- yeah, we should. Yeah, you should. You should introduce it. Like <laughs> this is my brother. Oh. It's my older yeah, brother. Yeah, say yes, like yes. for yeah. those who don't know, like <laughs> can they see know? the resemblance? Yeah, I think Spider Man. Spider Man. If we <laughs> <laughs> like once once we post on YouTube, everyone will see like, oh yeah, this yeah, is like I know, Nevada on the sun, like I know oh. this. Yeah. So wow. uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, um I thank you for joining us. Of course. Uh, we're gonna get some good topics today. Yes. Uh, we're really glad you're joining us. Um yeah. What's it called? Just recently in the culture, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, on social media. Mm-hmm. I wish we could hit everything, but there's only just a couple of things that I really want to ask you guys about. Um, last week, as we know, or some of us know, the artist Rema, um, he's like a young Afrobeats artist, you know. I think he really popped on the scene like 2019 or so. Um, he's the last like couple years or so, I think he's gotten even bigger. I think you yeah. guys would agree. I agree. For sure. Yeah, like I know uh, last year, so he had a song with Selena Gomez, the Calm Down song. I think everybody saw that one on TikTok. Like, we saw like white people doing it. We were like, what? But uh, it got like really, really big like last year. And I think it took him to like another like stratosphere, like completely like internationally, right? Um, So I think it's a thing also for like a lot of Afrobeat artists. Like, once they really like get big, the sign that they get big is doing the O2, like in London. Yeah, yeah. That, that I didn't even arena. know what that that was until like Burna Boy sold that out the or was it Davido who sold it out the first time? 
I don't know. I think I think they've been doing it like they've been doing it with kid and all of them doing it for like a few years. They've been selling it out. But okay. it's like a it's like a basketball like arena, basically like nineteen thousand, twenty thousand capacity. So wow. like if an Afrobeats artist is like filling that up, like it, it's kind of big, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know um Ashaka just did that like this year as well. Yeah. I know I know like I think just a couple years ago Wizkid did like three days in a row or something like that. Like crazy who sold out, like oh, wow. it was it was crazy. it was wild, basically. But Reva, um, he had his time too. So I think it was just last week he had his performance. And I just want to ask you guys like, when you guys saw the like performance, what were your thoughts? Like what were your feelings? Were you like, Oh, Afrobeats of the world? Like were you like, what's going on? Or I don't know, what was your like reaction <laughs> when you saw that? Yeah, what do you think, Ayo? I'm curious. Okay, so um, for me, it's 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 good. It's a bittersweet type type of thing for me because um, for me, what I've noticed and type in music and just kind of um, in being into music production, all that stuff is that I kind of saw this time period coming for Afrobeats. I knew it was a matter of time because. It was things that have been bubbling for too long, and and now with the you know the popularity of TikTok, I knew that it's and it's inevitable. We're just one song away from being you know taken over, and essentially sure. that's what I feel like is happening right now, which is really good. Um, so the great thing for me is that it's we're finally getting to that stage where we're now being our our talent is finally being seen for for what it is, and then people are gravitating to it. And I like it, but what I hate about it is the assimilation from the African artists into mm. into American culture. Like I I hope I really hope and pray that we bring we're able to bring our culture. It's almost like you know how the Chinese have their own Chinatown. No matter where you go, there's a Chinatown. You can go to yeah. There's always a Chinatown. We need our own mm. Africa town in American <laughs> culture. Right. No. No. I hear without, you. Yeah. Without it being diluted by you know. Selena yeah. Gomez or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Not to that's take true. shots, but <laughs> take shots. Yeah. Take no, that's a that's very well rounded. Yeah, I think yeah. the dilution portion is big. And I think Rema specifically is an interesting subject when it comes to that. Because originally, I mean his own his own thing was like do maybe um what lady what were some of the early early ones? Um sound sound um sound no. as him. Um, sorry, <laughs> that's the name of the song. R, R, R's yeah. favorite bounce. Yeah. I, 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 did you know that? No, David, don't, don't perpetuate that. that song. That's R's favorite song. Don't perpetuate I mean, that. That song is good though. I mean, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> that song is amazing. Dang, man, y'all There's a reason why it's called that. That that song. Like, is, is, there's a reason why. Yeah. So I mean, all those songs. Uh, I I think. But as of late, like you said, his transition into like stardom has kind of came with a calm down, which is a shame because that's like the only, I feel like that's the main song that people know him for, Yeah, you know, and yeah. it, it, it was, it was a great song before Selena got on it, but it you know, that's kind of just, it seemed like that's with a new play. And we actually been talking about that on past episodes too, like African, African artists are like, that's the play, like get a, a Justin Bieber or a. You know, um, who else was it again? Uh, um, was, uh, they had a lot. Ed Sheeran, her, Ed Sheeran, her, uh, her, her with Ashake. That's another new one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that that aspect of it, it kind of 
it, you would you would hope that it would have just been organic you know there was definitely yeah. bu- moments where it bubbled up like yay i know that's a big one yay was probably like the first one i remember like other people who are not african singing along and like just knowing because it's so simple like and they can just you know get along with it, it wasn't like a super smash hit or anything mm-hmm. like that or but, um, yeah. yeah then i think but i think what's interesting about this concert in particular is like the stage performance it was very um reminiscent of what you see like a travis a travis scott would do which is very mm-hmm. new i think for the afrobeat genre you know it's like mm-hmm. a rocker thrasher mm-hmm. type of vibe which is another infusion mm-hmm. well, on the, at least on the surface it appeared more american but apparently you know other people were saying it meant something else some people were saying that's edo, edo culture which i i don't mm-hmm. know edo culture well but um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Sounds about like that? an excuse. I mean, you think so? I, I don't know. I think I don't know with Rema because if you follow Rema like closely, yeah. like uh, since his career started, he hasn't really only just been Afrobeats. Like he always has. He also has that like side of him that he did like the XXX Tentacion type stuff. Like uh, yeah, mm, uh, mm, uh, yeah, yeah, like that kind of stuff. So. That those artists are kind of leaning into all those bats and red and blood and stuff like that anyway. So I feel like he's just leaning into that other like part of him. I think maybe like he wasn't really doing that as much like in the beginning because he saw the Afrobeats thing was kind of like taking off and like people like that. So he maybe he laid off, but he still every now and then like if you listen to his stuff, he'll still like have like one of those kind of records that are like Wait, Rema made this song? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like on brand, but it's kind of like off brand if you don't really listen to like or you don't really know his whole history. You know what I mean? Right. Even but even with that history, I think a lot of the stuff, even when American artists do it, like when it comes to all those strange symbolisms of things that are like demonic and stuff, I feel like it's just like clout chasey because they know like is gonna like start like conversation, especially in the African community. Because oh yeah, Americans sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, rock like expression, darkness. Oh yeah, but like Africans, they're gonna say, I repeat that in the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not gonna like mess around with that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, they're literally <laughs> TikToks of people leaving that concert because they're like, oh heck no. And I think he posted on Instagram basically how he was saying like, this is me representing my culture, like. I'm too successful for it to give credit to the devil, et cetera, et cetera. But in my opinion, like when people want to show like demonic things, they'll do it in like plain sight. Like they'll downplay how it looks to just be like, oh, this is just art. This is just mm-hmm. creative direction. But like it could, it could be your culture, but what's the origin of your culture? Mm-hmm. How many what's- people, like if we look at our culture, like traditional Yoruba culture, like, I feel like people that are still doing like idol worship art, it's kind of like looked down on, you know what I mean? Like at, at this point, like when you're doing worshiping fire or something like that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of taboo now. So even if you're doing that kind of stuff, you got to be like kind of careful, even if you're just trying to represent your culture, like you, you got to be careful because a lot of that stuff seems kind of off and demonic. So Yeah, but I mean, there's there's a lot of culture, like, uh, people like to hide behind that word, but yep. you have to kind of break it down a little bit. Like, like, yeah, cool. There were idol worship, right? But idol worship was in the Bible. Like, we know about that. They were worshiping, like, a, a statues. So if that was happening, that it's like, yeah, we know that's part of culture, but the same, there was also 
um, like Christianity is also a part of that culture. So it's right. there's there's a reason why those things are are downplayed and it's always done like 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 Fiend said, it's done in person, right in your face. And how many times do we have to see a ritual in our face to be to recognize that it's a ritual? Exactly. They do it yeah. like this is the same conversation. And the reason why they do it is because it works every time. And it works every time because that's the purpose like of these type of rituals like they're literally gathering your um just your attention your attention um like when you pay attention to something that's that's currency and like spiritually like you're you're kind of you know and pulling that and just and just doing what they want with it because at that point like once you once they have you and you're making excuses for it that that's the first step like is oh yeah it's you know but like it's it's tough because yeah, like of course you like the music, but I mean, at what point do we, you know, kind of look at some of the, the weird? So that's why I was a little scared of them joining the U.S. type of culture and assimilating because now it's like this is what they do. This is mm. America's culture. <laughs> like now you're coming mm-hmm. here as an African, yeah. rather than you putting your stamp and you doing it like you know different. Be, be an Afro rock, like do that, but do it in a way where it's your way, not the stereotypical, okay, now yeah, you sign my, yeah, sign, sign my name in blood and now I'm doing hellish thing. Like We don't yeah. need that stuff. It, it's corny, bro. Like, you were, you, you were too good. You, you were too good and you didn't, you didn't need this. Like, they need you. Like, there's a reason why their hip-hop sales are low. Like, nobody's listening mm. to that. People want to hear, people want to hear more Afro beats. People want to hear more up, like, People are in plus positive like, like, music. Whoa. Yeah, like yeah. what is rap talking about? Like we're <laughs> yeah. talking about I got the cocaine in the back of the seat and that's so hard. Like uh, I mean oh. it's cool. I mean this <laughs> why did David do that? <laughs> I'm here just listening to it. No, that's just something all right, like what? We had an episode, we had an episode about that. Like the right. we did rap. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's a I good mean, point though. That's a that's a really good point. Um so. I'd say, though, I think even if, like, Rema were to not, like, say he were tr- to try and go to the Afro, the punk punk rock style, I feel like people in, like, Afrobeats culture who are actually, like, listeners of it before it kind of became big, that's not something they would even be receptive to anyway. So it makes me mm-hmm. question, like, what when you're going to an O2 arena to perform for your audience, <laughs> what are you thinking that they're wanting like you obviously want to incorporate that into the production right you want to like show that like you see that when burner boy does he has a live band yep doing the song live no backtrack all that nice stage presence you know it looks it looks you can see everything clearly the light is on him when david o does it he's a professional when was good you get what i'm saying people will come pay their heart or money to see you actually see you not and be in a darkness and running around like a bat they want to see you and they want to see you do your craft, you know? So it's like, at that point, it's like, and that's another thing that made me think, like, what, who are you trying to, like, appease with this performance? Because you know, you know, when you, if you're a Nigerian, you know what people would think when you yeah. put this as your stage uh, design. You just know. Even if you think of culture, culture, you know, just, you know yourself. Even me, I know. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm. That's what I'm saying. You know, so you know, don't play dumb. Like you know, I, I, if you could, even if you even if you want to put whatever explanation upon it, you're there to entertain. 
Like, and you people pay their money to see you. And obviously, you have your creative expression, but you also need to like incorporate that into it as well. Like, who are you actually? Maybe not if you're going to America and doing this, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, but like, that's not who was there. It was mostly Nigerian, mostly African people. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe honestly, I think it, it's publicity, honestly, because, Based. you know, even bad publicity is publicity. Yep. Um, and Doja it starts Cat. conversations like this. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Doja Cat is a perfect example because. A lot of people were arguing and talking about it and like, what is this devilish music? Let me stream it. And that's more money for Doja Cat. Oh, yeah. Kind of she knows Rema, what she's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, same thing with Rema. Like, those, anyone who does those kind of demonic symbolism and they're not, like, really like that, like, they'll always, like, they're always just thinking about publicity. Yeah. And, like, they're always going to have, like, an excuse about it. Like, him, he said, oh, and you know, there's a lot of bots in Edoland. I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. But, like, <laughs> even then, like, a trippy red. I remember he he tattooed six 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 on his head. He said it's for six protons and six neutrons and electrons. Like, bro, what? Like, bro, we're not buying that. Why would you <laughs> tattoo that on your face? Like, right. they're always gonna have yeah. excuses, but like, they're just really trying to feed into that stuff. <clears throat> yeah, and it's corny. Honestly, it's corny. It's become very corny. Yeah, it's corny yeah. because. Uh, but at the end of the day, the the part of the devil's language, I believe, is, is symbolism. Yep. And you don't need to talk like it, it, the, like just flashing in and getting into the subconscious. Like we don't know what our, our, our brain is, you know, is capable of. We don't know what, like half the time we don't even know how we're, we're moving on autopilot. We're just kind of going like, 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 like we don't know how our brain is processing things or information. There's a lot of things that we were unaware of. And these people spend a lot of money on, you know, like their research to, to put these things out there the way they do it's like it's not on i i, I don't want to sound all you know tinfoil but it's it's not just per chance and it, it happens way too often often yes people talk about it always and it's like this is a corny cycle it just happens yeah. over doja cat you just replace the artist like when are we gonna be like like i think again, people are starting to get fed up though. Again? people are starting to yeah. get fed up as a collective yeah. though yeah so, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. We pray for Rema. That's all I have to say. Another Hey, awesome, awesome, cool. Um, yeah, praise out to Rema. Hope he does good. Um, stop playing with bats and doing weird I'm, symbolism. I'm, I'm stop playing with the devil, bro. I was saying, divine, come back to church. Your name is divine. Come to Your church. Your name is divine. Literally, <laughs> your name is divine. We need you. Maybe his name is divine favor or divine. I don't know, but you need to come it's back to church. Yeah. And that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. But anyway, um, real quick, um, one of the reasons we wanted to have um, Aya on today's episode is because we're introducing a new segment called Coming to America. Hey. That was really bad. That was I thought you were going to say it, but then you started yeah. rolling. Then I did the jump roll. Up, so I'm like, okay, I guess I got to be the one to say it. And David ended up saying it, so whatever. Yeah, it's a, a big <laughs> gap. It's, it's a, but anyway, um, yeah, I also, like, we brought you here today to ask you um, some questions. Um, just kind of try to see your experience, because um, if the viewers don't know, you were um, born in Nigeria, or you were born, you know, not in America. So your experience might be even like a little bit different than maybe mine or so because I was born here and raised here and I yeah. never really saw Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just want to get a taste like of your experience, number one, from what you remember in Nigeria and then also like your transition to coming to the States and 
maybe difficulties that you faced or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. If you, you have to be maybe we should yeah start from the question. just start from the beginning question. like okay yeah. from the beginning I'll start. Let's start. yeah okay, go ahead okay. I'll start with one okay I mm -hmm. how old were you when you came to America um I was seven okay yeah sorry we talk about this is a pre-production fee <laughs> okay. okay how about this I I okay okay so so you 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 you're unique in that you were you came to America at a time when I feel like it was very diverse culturally. We just end up talking about yeah. how Afrobeats is now infusing into American culture, right? So yeah. now it's kind of the worlds are kind of combined, but then uh -huh. it was a lot. There was more of a demarcation, right? Def so definitely. When, when you were definitely. growing up in Nigeria, like what uh -huh. were what were some of like your earliest memories of like just living okay. life and just like hanging out with friends? Like what's some of the yeah, first okay. things that come up in your mind when you think of that when those early days? It's I would say um, living in Nigeria was very nostalgic. I mean, I still have a lot of memories, or you know, so from it. Um, one thing I remembered a lot was just always uh, I was always a, you know troublemaker. Like when I was younger, I was the troublemaker. So um, um, I was always told not to go outside, not to play um, soccer outside because I, I would play barefoot. And we're talking about Nigeria here, where there's rocks on the ground, glass. there's glass, like, like I was just so, like, stuck on, I'm going to play soccer, whether you like it or not, if you're gone, like, like my mom <laughs> and dad would leave, I would come down, there, there used to be this iron um, press thing that was near our, our house in, in Nigeria, because our house in Nigeria was, back then, I thought it was, honestly was like, let's say it was like, a couple blocks away, right, let's say four or five blocks, and, um, and my ha my uh, apartment, the, our apartment slash house was here, and four blocks down the road was my uh, my school. And that's where they had their little field, and I go play right. And um, funny story, when we went back to my sister's, uh, uh, when we went back for uh, my sister's wedding, I believe like maybe a couple seven years ago, twenty yeah. Um, I actually figured when I went, I went back to the place where we lived, and I actually saw that this place was like literally like two feet away like I, I in my mind i thought it was like five blocks but it was literally <laughs> one gutter literally a gutter and my school was right there and my, my house was on the right it was crazy but anyways that's just funny how your your brain as a child thinks about life but um anyways um i just my memories they were just kind of playing outside and just kind of being defiant and getting in trouble getting whooped a lot so that was kind of my <laughs> you know my memories from <laughs> from nigeria so yeah so okay, since no one else wants to talk, <laughs> I got more. I got more questions. Don't worry, I got more questions. So, so Ayo, you yeah. talking about like playing, like when you, not to get too far ahead, but like, mm -hmm. from what you see in, um, hold on, got no, 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 not right now. Okay, I'm I'm recording. Go hang out with the other cousins. I'll be out soon. Okay, all right. Sorry. So so. I, I'm telling you, they've been calling my name this whole time. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but from yeah. what you see and how, especially how kids interact with one another, going outside, what is, like, the, like, stark differences? Would you feel, like, a stronger sense of community back in, like, Nigeria, for sure? Or, like, was it, like, kind of similar? Yeah, very, very, very stronger um, community. I mean, uh, growing up in Nigeria is it takes a village to raise a kid. And, um, you know, in that neighborhood – 
I just remember the people that used to live there across from us. It was just, you know, everyone just kind of kept an eye on each other. The kids, they knew what's going on. The, you know, you, you talk to your neighbors and it was close. And um, and the kids were outside. Everyone was playing. And it was similar. I would say coming to America, it was very similar to that at that time period. Because that time period was a very, like, I think it was like a turning point period, right? Where um, the internet was out, but it wasn't that big yet. Everyone still had dial up. I remember the days of of being on my computer at home and you know being on dial up. People um, introducing me to um, to uh, MySpace. Uh, like my my next door neighbor actually, I remember my next door neighbor is one that actually helped me get a, a page because I'm like I, I had no idea what it was. But anyways, I digress. But um, it's just like kids were outside, but there was a turning point where people are now like not really you know they were it was pretty much the last of our generation to where we're actually outside in terms of like you know not being um stuck on the internet wait my, my i have a question was your first exposure to the internet in america uh, definitely like oh, wow. we barely oh, we barely had uh in nigeria we barely had a <laughs> light, light talk less of the internet like there was no such thing as an internet for me in nigeria <laughs> so when i came here like everything hit like we talk about a shock like it was left um you know and now we're at this place where it's just there's a bunch of stuff like there's endless opportunities there's um you're exposed to internet for the first time you're seeing like really basketball sports like you're being exposed to tennis mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about that i just knew soccer like we uh, are <laughs> in our house like we, we had how many channels in our tv our tv was like old or we talking like like seven years so like i was i left when i was 99 yeah. i left nigeria yeah. in 99 so that means if you think about it from the early so 1992 um all the way up to that point it's like there's not really much tea on tv like we had like maybe through two channels and any any uh program that we, that we wanted to watch we have to like wait like we'll wait and um it, it it's like Anyways, long story short, it's like a couple channels and we used to actually have to wake up at, in the middle of the night to watch certain programs like because of, you know, trying wow. to catch it. So that's the, the time period. So coming from there to coming to here where, of course, it's like we're dealing with modem and startup, but it's like that is like Stone Ages, Way like faster. different than yeah. what we were dealing with. We didn't even know that was a thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have a question too, like, um. I know you were seven when you left, but like, do you remember like how school was like in those early oh, yeah. years? Like, how, oh yeah, how yeah. what was the environment yeah. like, and like how was it different? Environment is strict. When I say strict, strict, like, mm. um, how so? It's like having to learn under duress. Like that's the <laughs> wow. I would just that's if I had to sum it up, learning under duress. But and not it's now when I look back at it, it wasn't duress. It was just kind of like them preparing you properly like it felt hard but it was the one thing i didn't like about it it was the physical aspect of of, of getting whooped like <laughs> why, why, why must crazy. you why must you beat beat the 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 learning into my head bro let me can i have a second to absorb it was that type of 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 um of of atmosphere so teachers were very strict trying to teach you whatever and and keep you on point um, we wore um, uh, uniforms. We had to line up like almost like a military like way to start off um, the 
before we enter the the school we almost we all line up in our uniforms we do our songs or whatever and then we go inside and then um we go to our different uh um uh, classrooms and one thing that i do remember that I still remember to this day is my teacher back then used to so we used to bring everybody brings their lunch in a in a lunch bag and my my um my teacher used to steal my meat all the time. She was still, she was, no, no, no. She was still not just my meat, not just my meat. So fast forward, fast forward, everything. fast forward it all. Don't pause said, I don't pause all the time. I don't, I don't pause anything. I fast forward everything. Anyways, so um, they were telling uh, she she used to so during lunchtime everyone would go outside do their thing and she would. Um, she be just having uh uh she be going to the where we 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 left our food and going and opening all of our of our of our lunches one by one just coming and collecting and eating the meat every single one and then like I used to tell my like mommy why I is like, Fee laughing with you? I feel like this is something Fee would do like low key no, 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 like, why would I, I do that to children <laughs> for real no no, no. <laughs> so I was I was I, I would tell my mom like yo. This lady is stealing our 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 meat from our lunch, right? and and nobody would believe me because they thought I was just like, like just a trouble maker. I'm like, I'm like this lady is stealing, and I and I actually walked in on, and I saw her one day. Actually, like caught her, like I was just like this stealing lady. your meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mine, but it was eating someone else. Another one else's. Else yeah. <laughs> but it's just Thank like I, I will never forgive her though. Like Loki, I don't know what her name is, but. We got beef. I feel like if I see her, like I'll, I'll know. Literally, yeah. got beef, nice. that's Literally. crazy. Literally beef. Like, was <laughs> was there any like bullying going on in the school? Like, did you remember? Like, were there any beefs that you had with oh, yeah. like, other kids? Um, not that I remember, but I'm sure there were. It's it's like it's very much so hierarchy in Nigeria. Like secondary mm -hmm. school, um, the seniors, the seniority mm -hmm. rules, and the like. You know, is. The seniors are gonna do what the seniors do and all that stuff. So, um, thankfully, I didn't really get into too much of that because that that would be more so closer to high school age, mm -hmm. which my sisters were, but I was too young. I was still because when I came here, I was um, I was seven, so my birthday was May. So I believe I was in like I want to say like third, like fourth grade or something like that, either fourth or fifth grade or somewhere in that in that area. So um, that's kind of you know. So it's I was pretty you know young early days. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, there's another question I want to kind of ask you uh, when it comes to Nigeria. Um, I know in Nigeria, at least from my view, uh, that faith and religion is like pretty important. Um, um, not compared to like America, like America does it, but I feel like in Nigeria there might be a bit more reliant on it. Like you have a lot more people that are like you know Christian or Muslim or even indigenous stuff compared to America. So I just want to know, like, what are your first memories of like religion or faith or church or whatever it was like in Nigeria? Um, for me, it was a little bit textured um, because um, like our parents kind of have two different religions. So uh, my mom is a um, Christian. My mom raised us that way. Um, my dad, on the other hand, he started that way, but he eventually went into um, uh, Jehovah's Witness. So I have a little bit of, like, I can kind of speak on kind of both on of what I remember. Um, from the um, Christian side, I remember 
um, I don't really remember the church that we went to uh, per se, but I do know that um, our mom took us to church, and we 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 went with her um, pretty much um, as 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 much as we, we could. Um, there are times where um, I don't have much memories from that, to be honest, but I do remember going to, um, excuse me, I do remember going to a Jehovah Witness. Um, um, they call it the. Uh, um, um, <laughs> They call it, uh, and uh, at least my dad called it. Um, he, uh, he called it which means meeting, right? So, I'm going to my meeting, my my and then they come and will take us. And I remember because it, it was kind of like, um, the atmosphere was very much so um, dead. I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's very much um, uh, they'll come together, and it was no, you know how when you go into a a regular church, like you feel some type of like um you know a, a joy you you'll feel some type of you know at least um liveliness you know but it was very much so to the letter to the book they had their watchtower um they had their two their two um i guess bible accessories is what i call them for them because they have their regular bible which is different that's another topic but the their watchtowers and i never i remember i can spot a watchtower a pamphlet from anywhere at any time, dark or light, because it's my dad used to have them everywhere. Like watchtowers on the floor. I remember watchtowers in a room. Um, it was kind of like their, I don't know. It was kind of like their Times Times Magazine. That that was their their thing. So that's why they post all their updates and whatever they're doing and all that stuff. And um, and it was just a very odd feeling going going into the meetings. I didn't really like it. They didn't really sing. They didn't have praise and worship. They didn't sing. They didn't do. They they had some songs, but it was just like the songs that was written in their watchtower. But it was like that's pretty much it. It's, um, yeah. So it was a very, a very, very interesting. Um, um, I guess, in terms of like, yeah, that uh, Jehovah Witness. But yeah, that's kind of like my my background and and and, and what I remember. I uh, do you ever remember? going to like um the catholic church at all because i do yeah i do remember um yeah so i i remember going uh, i remember our specifically our our grandparents uh were there for a while they were kind of a staple there um we i I just remember the kneeling down i was very very young so i remember us uh doing a lot of like they do a lot of kneeling like like 30 minutes is part of like you kneel for at least 30 minutes and it's like an hour so wow. they're very efficient they're efficient with their services they get straight to the point um a lot of weird things though i'm not gonna lie a lot of weird things i looked at a lot of smoke the people yeah. just juggling smoke and just swinging smoke <laughs> around i'm like bro mm, okay yeah yeah. Like like did God say let there let there be smoke in my in my That's funny. In my uh what I don't know, like in my house or something. Like I never really understood that. And the robes and it just it just, it seemed very lack of a better way of saying it, it seemed very ritualistic to me, at least. I didn't I didn't really it's, Right, you're it's, just speaking from your perspective. From my right. perspective. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. young, I'm right. looking at it, I'm like why is this guy smoking, putting these smoke in my face? And, he's, and the smell is very distinct. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know what they put in there, but I don't know. But there's very distinct smell. Um, They have their own way. They 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 have their own way of doing their, their hymns, too, which is interesting. Um, 
so that part is kind of interesting and, and you know when i was younger i remember i, I like i kind of liked listening to it it was cool to listen to but um yeah that's that's what i kind of remember just for sure yeah that's cool one yeah, thing yeah. you one thing you said earlier that like caught my ear is that like you guys used to like sneak down and watch tv in the night and there's only like three channels i feel like a lot of people nowadays they get their what america is like through media but mm you guys didn't really have much of that back then. So my yeah. question would be like, what was your perception of America? And did that match what you thought when you got here? I would say yes. Um, yes to both questions. My perception for America was um, very much so the land of, you know, opportunity, the land of, um, you know, just a place where if you can work hard and if you apply yourself, you can kind of make, a lot of stuff happen for yourself if you're not lazy like mm. it's it's not a lazy man's playground uh, it's you know so that's not you know that's what i kind of had in mind and um it was i would say it kind of surpassed that honestly uh, not to say that it was like um it was just that things were it, it's like life wasn't as like hard as they made it seem in terms of like america and like it was very much so, but what I remember from Nigeria is very much so. Like you think about I mean, when you're thinking America, America is this like it's like heaven, but mm -hmm. that's what that's how they made it sound. It was like um, you get an opportunity to go to um, heaven, you're going to make the best out of it. Like, well, how are you going to mm -hmm. waste this waste this right. opportunity? That's what we we're kind of. So it was it was a little bit ingrained in me, right? And um, growing up, I used to just have that like. It's almost like I can't I I came here to I can't feel my parents. I can't feel myself mm -hmm. or I can't feel this opportunity. So going to school, doing those type of things weren't a question because um, even when you see people that were from here not taking advantage of those things, I, I I'll think I'll look at them like you don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. It's like mm -hmm. you grew up here. Like, uh, like why? Like, you know, there's like how I started seeing myself getting, you know, like do getting better jobs and just moving up. But I'm like, you you grew up here. Like, why didn't you, you know, like, anyways, um, that's the type of, of thoughts I would have in terms of that. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. I was sorry. Yeah. Okay. Michael, I have, a, I have another question for you, I Like, in terms of, like, your perspective on America before he came. I know you were, like, seven. So, like, I know you didn't really, like, have, like, access to media that time. But, like, did you know about, like, any, like, famous people, like, in America? Like, I don't know, like, Michael Jordan or, like, I don't know, like, Michael Jackson, people like that? Like, did you know about um, that at all? If my memory was correct, for sure we know about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's big everywhere. Like, there's yeah. nowhere in this world in the 90s where you, you did not know who that guy was. So my, my, uh, my mom actually likes a, a couple of his songs. Like, so she's – there's this song, um, Dinner. No, 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 no. Don't stop. Up. Yeah, that one is like <laughs> my mom. My mom sings it. She says like something. Say back in the day, you said something. What's well, okay? No, 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 get it up. But like, what, how did you put a Yoruba, a, Yoruba uh, a word inside this? But that's what they heard. So they were singing that. So I remember that. Um, um. So I remember, yeah, for sure. Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. I didn't know because I didn't know what basketball was. To be honest with you. To mm -hmm. us, our, our heroes were soccer players. So I knew the soccer players, but I didn't really I didn't really know of any like American soccer players like that. But 
just because I was so young, I was still getting into it, and it wasn't my favorite thing to watch as a kid. Like as a kid, like in a, and on a bad TV, like you have to think, put yourself in the early '90s, uh, the most terrible graphics, and you can barely see these people moving, and that's what they're watching for hours. <laughs> I'm like, what is what is going? Can we can we change this? Like, can we watch the movie? Can we like can we do something else? But yeah, no. so pretty much yeah, it was everything hit me. It was a shock. So I, I literally had like I would say zero, almost zero knowledge of anything outside of like the obvious things of like you know the biggest people in the world type of thing. But right. So. Well, one thing I wanted to know when you were coming here, so like away from Nigeria, you're coming here, mm -hmm. the assimilation part of it. How was that, especially integrating into school? Because I know our like older <clears throat> siblings have different experiences of that, especially. And then one interesting thing in that, when you answer that, is like, like how was um, the vocal aspect of it, like your accent? Like, did you have a thick accent, and was that something that you like consciously knew and tried to change, and then you kind of formed a new accent? And how was that? Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely had, um, I definitely had an accent, right? But it wasn't a um, I would say, yeah, I did like growing because it was like we we spoke we spoke um, Yoruba most of the time when I was younger in Nigeria. So it was during school time they they had to mandate us to speak English. So when you're in school in Nigeria uh, at our school, you could not speak Yoruba or any native language. You had to speak English, and uh, to get you to practice to get you to. Um, to speak it more and stuff like that. So my English was was good, but it had an accent. I sound like an African man, which was you know, or a kid, <laughs> African kid, which is you know normal. So um, I didn't really know to try to change that up yet, because the the um, the need to um, the need to fit in hadn't really kicked in yet, and I hadn't really settled. My feet weren't really settled. Like I hadn't really figured out the social dynamics and how things work yet. I was just straight fresh year, so in my mind, I was just being normal. I was just kind of saying, and you know, and uh, you know, of course, everyone when they hear you're from Africa, their their mind goes wild. So I'm, I'm sure you can imagine, but uh, yeah. Give us an example. Did they ask you like outlandish questions mm -hmm. of? You know, the I'm sure you've heard it all before. The you know, where did you live? Did you live in huts? Did you live in trees? Is your best friend a lion? Do you have a monkey pet? Um, ah, do you, do you, have, street, do you have street lights? Do you have toothbrush? Do yeah. you have streets? Do you have light? Do you have um, plates, cups, all that? I've, I've, I've heard it all. I've heard every single dumb question you can, you can ever hear. And mm. always all of them, you know, the same, like, we have the same things you have for the most part. You just have a little better, you know, better stuff. But yeah. Did you get? Yeah. I feel like. Oh, sorry, go. Hmm? I was gonna say, did you get like ever bullied because I was of gonna it? Ask that oh yeah, well. yeah, for for sure. And it's it, but not in like a. I was always a bigger kid than I, I always grew quicker than most. Like, but I, yeah, most kids my age at that mm -hmm. time. So I didn't really get bullied in terms of like. You know, like getting like getting wedgies and like, yo, I'm gonna beat you up at five o'clock if you're late. Like, you know, I'm I'll come to your house type stuff. Like, nobody really did that to me, cause um I wasn't that I didn't give that type of energy, but um, um bullying in terms of like making fun of you, of course, 
um, um, the uh, passive aggressive, not passive aggressive. What's the um, what's My, the uh, word? Uh, uh, something aggressive. Microaggressions. Microaggressions. Yeah, a lot of those. Um, and just kind of like also just you know the stereotypes of course you know the they clicked at you yeah the always like any sports that's ever like they're gonna pick like they're gonna think that you're the best even though if you, you don't know how to play it mm. they're gonna pick you and all that stuff so it's like that it comes it comes with a lot of pressure it came with a lot of just very much so um trying to figure out okay like trying to figure out how to you know how to kind of do the the dynamics of you know just the different um d people how they spoke like even down to the, their lingo like a lot of the stuff that americans say like you know like break a leg um those type of idioms those type of things <laughs> that they a lot of that will really confuse me like they'll they'll say some stuff that i'm just like you know just the regular having having to get over the language barrier and because you speak we speak english but in Nigeria, we speak Queens in English. Yeah. Right here, they don't speak <laughs> different cultural they speak stuff. A, they speak Ebonics, so it was very much so, yeah. <laughs> and and trying to figure that out and kind of like you know get into it. Of course, the longer you're here, naturally your you know your accent would just kind of blend. But yeah, but I mean, yeah. When you, yeah. And then um, I to like you were kind of talking about like when you came here and everything, um, relating to people. Like, when you came here, like, and you saw, like, let's say, for example, an African-American, right? Mm -hmm. Like, someone has, like, the same skin color as you, but, like, they're not, like, maybe culturally the same as you. Did you still feel, like, maybe drawn to them more? Or was it, like, yeah, y'all all foreign, like, y'all all different? Like, how was your experience with that? Um, For me, it was, it was comforting in a way just because we're – I would say more so when we came to Arizona, it was comforting, right? And then in Baltimore, like, we were still – that shock didn't really hit because when we came to Baltimore, everybody is, like, is um, African, um, Nigerian. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Nigerians. Our family was there. So we grew up it was a lot of Nigerians. So I didn't really have to – there wasn't much change yet. It was when we came here and we started going to um, uh, um, middle school and then starting to get into – trying to see how like crazy advanced and nasty these kids were like crazy in terms of like like it was a shock because growing up in nigeria like we're very much so respectful and those were kind of the little things that i had to like learn like my teachers like you know uh, interacting with my teachers like i'll treat them like a, like any elder like I'll say um like um good morning sir like I'll be doing I'll be doing a, um <laughs> yeah, I'll, be, I'll be prostrating to these white people that they don't know what's going on You're like ayo like, get up what are you doing <laughs> come on nah, please. Right, we don't do that anymore that was a hundred years ago <laughs> you're free now <laughs> at least they're not stealing your lunch in America yeah. uh, I mean at least my meat, your meat my meat your was meat was safe. In in America, my meat is sick. <laughs> <laughs> but but um uh, oh man, it was that um yeah. So I was saying the assimilation uh, portion in terms of like the uh you know the respectfulness and stuff and being very much so your elder and being just being respectful as much as possible and then to see how the kids were so disrespectful like mm. the teacher would say hey like be quiet and to me be quiet comes with the back home the threat of getting 
like they they had canes when it they had a different types of canes canes to hit you when you're near they have extendo canes mm. right um uh, the extendo. Is extendo is extendo cane like if your teacher can be about like maybe 10 feet from you and eight feet and you can wow. get, you can kind of get you can kind of get hit a little bit so um you you would think that okay this teacher is telling us to be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet, but the the kids were not having it. Like mm-hmm. it was seeing the uh, open defiance and kind of see the culture of like, okay, like they don't really. I started to notice they don't really respect their elders as much as we did back at home. So those little things I was picking up on, I was kind of seeing how they were. They were talking about the nastiest things. Like um, I remember the first time I learning like about like. The sex stuff. It was about in it was in middle school, and this kid was talking about a dildo. I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah, like maybe I'm, I'm sorry. If this is like X-rated for the pod, but no, it's, I'm no, just, it's fine. Okay, it's okay, fine. cool. I'm just yeah, adult. Yeah, I'm like, that was my first like. So it was just very much the and and back at home, I did not hear that type of stuff at all. At least right. from what I remember. So it was just a very, it was very different. It was very, very different. Yeah. No, that's so true. I think the cultural, even if you're not like, even if you weren't in Nigeria for a good portion of your life, if you're even like in a Nigerian home and then you go to elementary school, that's one of the biggest things you start to realize is like, yeah. the way these people are raised is just so, so drastically different. different. And yeah. the mm-hmm. things that, they just say and they don't care and it, nothing happens Ooh. or it just it blows your mind you know what i'm saying get you don't even need to be room, from mom. nigeria <laughs> like, like, here, here, stuff like that. telling here, them to okay. shut up yeah get out shut. of the room Ooh. i'm like you're there's no such thing as your room in a nigerian like you're saying oh. get out of my room to an adult it's crazy like that was the type of stuff like it's yeah very different for sure um one one thing i wanted to know is um the relationship with like african americans specifically like did you obviously you come from nigeria so that's something you see you saw often right mm-hmm. so and i mean maybe even in maryland you kind of were treated to like more of like a diverse school system did you even go to school in maryland i forget i did i did yeah for how long like, I want to say, like, two years. Okay. So, I'm sure the school oh. system there was a bit more diverse. There's probably a lot of black kids, right? Yeah, but like, black kids. Oh. That, so, so, how was that? Like, I'm sure maybe you gravitated to them. Obviously, the probably the first thing is that they're black. So, but they're, yeah. beneath yeah. that, it's a lot of differences. So, it was like, yeah. how was that? Was relating with them easy? It was, it, it was, but it wasn't, like... Oh. Um, it was easy because it's like we're the closest in terms of like you know culture and stuff like that and look wise um so they were kind of accepting but it was back then the temperature wasn't how it was now back then mm. the temperature was very it was like a pass it was like a, a passive aggressive type of relationship back then um between Africans and African Americans it was more like y'all y- y'all cool like but you know, you're cool for an African type of vibe. You gotcha. Know? Yes. Was, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ow. um, so it's like because they're not really they're what they're what they're seeing. They they see the the you know the flies on the eye of the kids on the TV. Oh, God. they mm. have a different. We tired they have, of that. They have a different view, so they're kind of looking at you as kind of like 
they almost kind of feel sorry for you, kind of, but yeah. But then, like, they're also intrigued by you, and they want to hear. They want to hear your stuff, but like, they'll laugh a lot about like when you say certain things a certain way because your accent or whatever. They'll kind of like stay there and they'll laugh at it, and they'll do little things like that. But I knew, but I never really took it too much to heart because I knew that it was them trying to understand, and I understand that I was different. But so I was trying to kind of like meet them halfway, type of you know way, but. With some of them, there was definitely a lot of like passive aggressive type of energy and dealing with the differences and um, just like what they like. Like, you know, they were into basketball. I was more into soccer. So I was, I was that's how I kind of got into playing basketball because I'm okay. Let me, you know, try to play with them at the, they'll do kickball. I don't know what kickball is, but I know that when I kicked it and like I, I, you know, I was, I, I was good at it. So I would mm-hmm. just try to play and try to fit in that way. And yeah. they'll like me because I'm athletic and stuff like that. So that was kind of like my own. It was like my way of connecting to them was through sports. Otherwise, that, that was what kind of brought us together to the where we could actually kind of like learn about the differences and start, you know, starting to get to know more about their culture, what they eat, what they like, you know, um, the music they listen to, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. So that was kind of like how, how that kind of, you know, happened and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but there was also a dark side of that too, where you know, there are people not everyone will like you, not everyone will be open to that. So yeah. you heard a lot of insults, a lot of booty scratchers, a lot of like kids are mean, bro. Like kids, yeah, kids were, were on top of my were on my head top for some sometimes for like you know, just kind of just being different. Um, um, yeah, from you know, just from everything to where you wore to like people are really much into very much like if you're if you're wearing certain things on your head top. Um, <laughs> um, wait, no wait, 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 wait! What was the shoe? Com- would you get shoe comments? Like, yeah, of yeah, because like back, like we didn't like. I'm not. I don't know about shoes like that. So, right. like back then, your parents were taking you shopping. Like we going to the. We're gonna hit the Skechers. We're gonna hit the Payless. Walmart. We're gonna, we're gonna hit the Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. what else we gonna hit? Um. Um, K Momos, like you already know, like that's that that was that was it back to Burlington. Yeah, Burlington was like the thing, and especially for taller, like yeah. you know, for the age my age, I was getting like there wasn't much you could fit, so it was like my fashion wasn't really there at all. Mm-hmm. And I, you can't blame me, I just got here, bro. Like, I'm I'm at, mm-hmm. I just got here off the boat, I'm just trying to assimilate, I'm trying to settle in here, you know. So it's yeah, fashion. They were gonna make fun of you. You said yeah. anything crazy, they were gonna make fun of you. Oh, um, your head top. Oh, your yeah, head no. top. Every day. So it taught you to be quick. Like you, like to deal with those people, you must be quick with it. Otherwise, you you either cry or you laugh with them. <laughs> That's Thanks. it. You Thanks. cry or you laugh. Like you have to. So you got to be quick. Like you got to yeah. start learning how to move with them. And yeah, so it made you more aware. If you can deal, if you can, as an African, if you can survive with African American when you first land here. You can deal with anybody else. Like that's like that's like you know, yeah. But yeah. with the whites is a whole different story. That was a whole another. That was like <laughs> two planets. It was like two different people from planets and meeting. Mm-hmm. Like that was, yeah, down mm-hmm. to their food. Like I didn't like any type of white food. Uh, mm. I was against the mac and cheese. I didn't really start liking mac and cheese because mac and cheese. I was the against media, the media propaganda that was showing was was. Craft mac and cheese. Oh, and when yeah. I saw that. I said, "You guys eat that?" <laughs> I said, "Please, anything like near, like honestly, near, like I, I was not into it at all." 
No, yeah. What is uh, so, American food that you did like when you first got here? Um, I liked like I liked pizza, even though I hated cheese. I mm. loved pizza. Um, um, what else would we like here? Hamburger and um, Phoenix. Hamburger, of course. Hamburger, of course. <laughs> um, hamburgers, hot dogs, pretty much all the apps, like the uh, barbecue type food that we okay. weren't really exposed to. That's what really, really hit. Yeah. What was um, your like reaction to seeing your first white person? Um, It wasn't, I don't think so. Funny enough, it was in a plane. Because at that point, I never seen a white person in my life. So I got on a plane and I can remember it like yesterday. It felt like a, I felt it felt so corny to you. I felt so cheesy. It felt like I was in a, um, you know how those like, um, like the last scene and like the, the movie where the, you know, like the problems are solved and people are walking away into the sunlight. That's how mm-hmm. I felt like landing. So we landed in, in, in the U.S. and then getting out of the plane. And everyone was so happy. The white people were like looking at you. It's like, yeah, you did it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the life you is going to be better now. I was like, you did it. I was just walking. I was just like, yeah, son. It was, like, was so smiling. I was just like, like you, yes, you like, made welcome it. to America, son. I was like, <laughs> and meanwhile, I was like, I was in shambles. Meanwhile, I was in shambles. I was happy and sad because we came in different times. Like, we came first, yeah. but I think it was me and my brother and my dad came first. So my mom and my sisters were left behind, and I was leaving my my fam, family back home. I was sad, man. Like, it was a bittersweet. I was crying, but I was happy. It was weird, but, you know, good time. Yeah, bro. all your friends. You don't even think about that. You yeah. made yeah. so many friends, Yeah, and yeah. you can, you're can. never going to see. Have you ever been? I don't think you've ever seen them no. again since then. It's just like it's gone no. forever. Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of sad. So. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, I used to have a friend that lived downstairs in uh, Nigeria. His name, his nickname was uh, Shabaleshe. Was was his nickname? I don't know where he is now. I remember I used to we used to meet downstairs and um, and go play soccer sometimes and hang out and stuff like that. But I have no idea. I don't even know what he. I can't even remember what he looks like. Sadly enough. Dang, yeah. So, that's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Shout out to him though. Yeah. Salute. Yeah, that's name. No, salute wherever you are, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you made it out. Hopefully you got in Houston someplace. And I, and I, I was just running to you. That would be crazy. Uh, yeah. That would be crazy. Because his nickname was Shabaleshe, but I don't know if I could ever... Like, how do you even find that out? That would be crazy. What, what does Shabaleshe even mean? Mess up that guy. You are oh, messing yeah. it up. You are uh, messing up. Wow. That should be so your nickname. The guy loved Eba. Like, that guy can... <laughs> if anybody can eat Eba, I remember like that very clearly. He, that's how I got his nickname. Like he was always eating about like he was like big and always like had a, a lot of like yeah. So wow. that was his go to. So he was known as like Shabalisha, like like downstairs. Wow. Dang. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh one more question at least for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um you've you've gone back to Nigeria, right? Yeah, like once, well, once, once, once back. Yeah. Once so like what was like the feeling like once you like went back like to Nigeria for, after being here like for so long, like was it like an emotional experience or like did it feel like the same, the different? Like were you able to recognize stuff? Like how how was it for you? Um it was very diff it was the same, it was different. It was mm. different, but as I settled in, things started coming back, it was more familiar. Um so it I didn't really what kind of like shocked me was just how 
people were um kind of like on top of you they can smell that you've been in, uh, in america and that you grew up even though they can see that you're african they know that you grew up in america and yeah. swarming on you and um and i remember when i first got there and i got out i was trying to find my sister and call you know tell them i'm here let me get the ride and whatever and i was trying to find a phone my phone wasn't working so the people were coming and just offering their phones oh, okay oh, oh god oh god come 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 and then they were trying to help me and stuff so i'm thinking they're nice and they're trying to you know help me get to where i'm going so i'm talking i, I use their phone i call who i need to call i got my bags and i'm walking and they say okay 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 is that it okay are you <laughs> are you not going to settle us i was like <laughs> i'm like i'm like what like i i didn't even realize i wasn't even thinking about it so that was different i didn't really remember it really being like that but then again i didn't really go to the airport like that um uh i remember just like the air the air was different the i'm like where is the sun I, i'm like like i like every was just brown i'm like i don't see the sun anywhere i know it's daytime but i don't see the sun so i, I didn't really like that um there was a lot of pollution um mm the 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 i just remember the roads like it was kind of coming back like the roads were just kind of most of them are dingy except for the ones where it's by like the main area of the airport um they had a highway and the highway was everyone was driving on the line in the middle of the line on the highway like africans cannot drive inside a box to save their life in, in nigeria like the whole time people were driving like uh like the traffic is terrible because everyone does whatever they wanted to, uh, to do and the we were trying to pass by this popular i remember us we were trying to pass and get to the uh Ondo, where we were headed and it was this popular pathway you have to pass through the big market and all of this of uh, the uh we almost got hit twice but it was so normal there accidents like happening it was so normal but that like they were so efficient with it it's so crazy it's crazy it's like they're yeah. driving reckless but they're efficiently reckless like yeah if you <laughs> if you put your head like this you might lose your head but traffic is going on right it's gonna keep going you're just dead sorry like that's it like, <laughs> yeah you're just gonna keep going and it was so that's one thing that really i was scared i'm not gonna lie to you that whole car ride, I was just like, I was like, bro, please, just get me home. Just get me to this place, like, safe and alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was different. Um, of course, like, all my memories were wrong <laughs> for the most part because I was thinking my school was three blocks down. It was literally one gutter away. Um, so going back and seeing that was kind of shocking to me because I'm like, wow, like, my in my whole my mind, I was like, I could have sworn that it was farther. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, the architecture, I remember architecture is beautiful. Like I love Nigerian architecture. It's, um, I think everyone else, except for the U S builds like this, uh, do we build with actual cinder block and we build with bricks, like the foundation of the home is sturdy. Like you're not messing with this drywall and all these things like, um, and the wood, the way they panel their wood, like it's very cheapishly built here in America. But back home, the house is so solid. The houses are beautiful. Um, um, yeah, just the vegetation as well was just plenty. Like, yeah. you could, you, if you drop your banana on accident, you come back a, a year later, there's going to be a banana tree where you drop that. Oh, wow. Drop that. Like, it's the sound, the ground is fertile. It was beautiful, fertile, plush. Um, I just wish I could see the sun. And I, the food, of course, street food, amazing. 
So I uh, thank you for joining. It's been a great episode. One last thing, Beautiful. I think we should, because we want to make this a series, so we kind of want to tie it yeah. with a bow. Um, All right. On each time we do this, and you're our first honorary, you know, guest that's going to be doing this. So yeah. I want to ask you, um, as we cap it off, right? What, <clears throat> what can't you stand about America, and what do you still love after coming here? Um. That's a good question. I'll say what I can't stand about America is I'll say probably like the just the structure of things um government wise like um just yeah just government wise and kind of like just how things go, how things are run, are, are run. Um that's what I don't really like about America, but um that's that's what makes me want to retire outside of America. Mm. Uh, but in terms of what I love is I love the um, I love the opportunity that you have here just to just to expand um, your knowledge, expand your skills. Like um, just from I'm sure that there are a lot of African kids that would kill to have you know access to internet Definitely. and to have a laptop and they will do amazing things with those tools they will do yeah. a lot more than you and i would do in a day with it mm -hmm. because they have so much time and creativity um so um i would say that the opportunity to kind of like to to learn more skills to elevate yourself right and to to get yourself you know set up and ready you know you can honestly as cheesy as it is as it sounds um as hard as america can be and as oppressive as it seems it can be i think a lot of that is all is just your perception um and who you trust in you know like is your belief in god and are you trying to um and are you trying to elevate yourself um and trying to expand and grow right you know that's the main the main the main thing here so um that is what i believe america still has and still has to offer and you know and that's what it has going for 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 her. So keep it up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank mm -hmm. you for coming. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you. Appreciate it. You. Thank you for taking out yeah. the time. Awesome pod. Plug our socials. Yeah. Plug his social. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Social. Um. Yeah. Um. You can follow me at um Cooney Music online. K U N N I Music. Um, or my personal page, Aloof Finesse uh, dash Ajula. So you can find me there. Uh, yeah, check me out. 20 something podcast underscore 20 something podcast underscore mm -hmm. on all social media platforms. Tap in YouTube. We're trying to get those up. Um, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, Instagram. Instagram. Um, yeah, man. Tap Leave in. Leave a comment on podcasts. Like mm -hmm. it. You guys need some music, it. man. You guys need a, a theme song. I agree. You want to help us? You want to do it, producer? Yeah, let's do it. It would be, it'll it'll be like stool. a quick little 15-second jungle. What type of vibe you, all, you guys want? Afro you want a Afro beat vibe? Yeah. Like like essence, like vibe. Like... Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send my brother some clips. Or, I mean, okay. we'll, I, I'll see you in, on Tuesday. So anyway, I know. We can at something up. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out which vibe. But you guys need a cool little jingle. And an intro. I feel like that's you know a cool little jingle intro would be would be dope. Like a actual cinematic intro too. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Okay.
for sure, for sure. What do you usually right. say at the end, okay? Oh, we love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.